Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boys, Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez. And of course, you know what time it is. Welcome back to another episode of the Talent Factor Podcast. Keith, we got a very special guest. He's an Aggie. He knocked off Alabama this, this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, by the way, I want to give some credit to myself because I definitely said that on Twitter that that was going to happen. Super energetic. Super energetic. His energy is infectious. Mr. Wake Him Up himself, Leon O'Neal. What's going on, brother? I mean, what's happening? Feeling good, man. Feeling good, man. It's another day, man. Blessed. Yes, sir, I gotta yes, give sir. it up a, a, a wake em up nine. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. yeah, you roll off the tongue good, man. <laughs> One of the best Twitter handles on Twitter, man. I'm trying to tell you, right? that's a that's a dope whole just that's a whole mantra right there. Wake them up, you know what I mean? Don't yeah, let them sleep on you. I love it, bro. So Man, listen, we, we really appreciate you coming on, taking the time. I know you're a busy man right now. Draft season and draft process is full swing. For you, man, you know, just cause we're gonna talk life and football a little bit with you. Let's go back to let's let's go back to college for a little bit. For you, look come look, looking at yourself, you know, Michael Jackson had the song Man in the Mirror. Like, you know, being able to look in the mirror and see who you are compared to who you were when you first entered and landed on campus at AM. What was one of the biggest things that kind of helped mold you into the guy that you are now? Oh, man. Uh, my sophomore year. Um, I set uh, my, my freshman year coming in with uh, Donovan Wilson. Uh, pretty much he, I played, I think Bama was my first actual game. I didn't even start. Donald got targeted. I came in, played. It was my first game. It literally was my first game in college. <laughs> <laughs> and um, – just seeing Josh Jacobs run through my face the first play, you know, stuff like that. Like, I'm seeing different dogs out there. And, like, what's crazy, I always wanted to be the best. And um, Donald knew that. The whole team knew that. Um, my whole attitude showed that. Um, I think what I started doing my freshman and sophomore year was I was real um, idolizing of myself because I, I was trying to be that guy right now you know, for Texas A&M. And um, my sophomore year came, and I, I, I'm skipping parts. I'm sorry. Uh, after my freshman – before my freshman year ended, in a bowl game, we played against uh, NC State. And, uh, man, I had a game of my life. Dono actually uh, set out because he was injured, and he was getting ready for the NFL. And um, that's when, uh, you know, Wake Him Up kind of, like, got started. The first start, um, I had an interception, two PBUs, two TFLs. And so, you know, with uh, all this confidence in the world that I got, man, my head was uh, – being so uh, young – I was a bit immature, I'll say, just in the sense of my train of thought. You know, I was right, uh, starting right. to be so uh, driven and not process driven. And I think that's where kind of conflict kind of started. So, um, you know, in life stuff happens. You get injured. You Certain things happen, you know. Uh, my sophomore year, I was supposed to be the starter. Everybody was excited about me. High expectations for myself. Uh, it was to the roof. My work ethic was always there. <laughs> confidence was always there. The energy was really there now. And uh, fall camp came and literally off of one uh, fundamentally mistake. I shot the wrong hand in coverage. Uh, receiver yeah. swing. I got caught in a jersey and I ended up getting a jersey tear on my uh, right ring, my right uh, ring finger. Um, it tore the top ten, uh, upper tendon, literally left my whole finger numb. And it was wobbling like a, 
like a a dead chicken head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. So that was but, tough for me going into the season. I remember uh, just dealing with it in the sense of like I had to always prove it to myself now because I had to wear a club. I never had to wear a club before. I feel like Ronnie Lott. I was trying to like watch a lot of Ronnie. <laughs> See how he got it done, man. So I played, uh, I played, I, I would say well for a guy who just got out there, but I expected more. I wanted to go, you know, be be that guy immediately. And uh that wasn't the wasn't the real the actual story. My team wasn't as successful. We didn't uh compete um at a high level enough to win win games. And uh it just was hard for me because I, I know how much I, I I sacrificed, you know, to get to this position. So it was just tough. And uh so now we go to that junior year and it was COVID time. And this is where everything kind of like changed. I was depressed. I was not happy. Um, and the motivation wasn't all the way there. And the reason it wasn't there is because like, I wasn't happy with myself. And uh, I was blaming everybody for my problems. Uh, that injury that I had, man, I wanted to just like blame everybody else for why I was missing tackles, why I wasn't being the best teammate I could be. I was so focused on Leon that when we lost games, we other guys hurting in there, man, I didn't say nothing to him. You know, right, and, right. And, and I think uh, what I learned is in life is more about being a better man, being a better teammate, being a better man for God. You know what I mean? And I start realizing that on my process going to my junior year. So I just pretty much looked in the mirror. Um, it was COVID time. And this is when everybody had a time to themselves. This is when we know how I go. Everybody was on lockdown in the house and stuff like that. Yeah. We were teammates. And I kind of found myself and I found a way to cope with myself, man. And and the reason I really did that, even the, the real, the real reason I had got a text message, text message, anonymous text message from a fan. And he texted me and he pretty much told me, man, like I almost committed suicide. And if it wasn't for your journey to get from, you know, watching you from like, you know, get from middle school to high school to literally supporting, you know, my favorite school in the world, AM, I wouldn't be here today. And I want to thank you for that because you motivated me and, and, and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, wow, he don't even know I'm hurting right now. You know, his his superhero hurting right now. He don't even know it. Yeah. But he, yeah. Superhero, he look at me like uh different, you know, and he and he's looking at me as someone special. And so I understand how much responsibility I hold as a man and as a um as as a player to to give it all my give my all mentally and physically every single day and never ever go through that drought where I'm feeling depressed and I'm feeling hurt and and I think what it was was I was so result driven when I don't get the results I want uh I lose I lose confidence and I, I keep trying to itch for that for that juice again so I'll make a play and I oh, I feel good again you know I'm trying to feed off of like that but the only way you feed off of uh stuff man is, is through God you know through God and so I was idolizing myself way too much. And so I found, I found, I found answers, man. I took ownership for all my problems was I was right, wrong, or indifferent. And um, it didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter what it was. I, I took ownership, took complete ownership. I said, today, today is the day where I'm going to be a better man. I'm going to be a better brother. I'm going to be a better uh, teammate. I'm going to be a better everything for my team. And uh, whatever happened to Leon O'Neill Jr. at the end, I just know I did. Every, I just want to make sure I did everything I, I could. So the results at the end does not matter. I just know I did everything. So there's no regrets. You know, you don't want to live with regrets. So that was my biggest thing. So I woke up every morning, 5 a.m., go on the track and go run 1500s, man. I go uh, commit myself, my body, my soul, my spirit to everything. Eric Thomas, Inky Johnson. I went back to that stuff. Uh, seminars. That's, that's my boys right there. That's my boys. And uh, seminars with Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, man. I started getting real process oriented. I started living for the moment. The moment, the only thing that mattered to me. You know what I mean? Uh, I wasn't looking ahead. I wasn't looking at the draft. I wasn't looking at fall camp. I was like, I'm grinding right now on this track at five o'clock in the morning. 
like, and I'm going to grow, period. Uh, I'm going to go in my car. I'm going to go home, take a shower. I'm going to love uh, love my uh, roommates. I'm going to, uh, you know, go up there, coaches, watch the film. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to be just be better, man, enjoy everything. I'm going to ask people how their day was and really mean it. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. be literally, when they talk about Leon O'Neal now, they're going to know he's a better man. And I think this is what this game done for me. So besides the fact of me going to the league, which is a blessing, um, I think the biggest blessing of all is that I'm going to be a better man. I'm going to be a better father one day to a child. Right. You know, I'm going to be a better, I'm a better brother. I'm a better uh, son to my mom and my dad. You know what I mean? Like, I understand how important it is to to stick to, stick together with your people. And, and, and that's how you really grow. So I start realizing my game start escalating and they start I start playing 20 times better and and that's why I'm in this predicament I am right now you know nah that's that's good bro I, I, man you you hit on so many points and I had so many questions but you man you you hit everything but I'm, I'm kind of lost for words right now um for because sure. you you showed a tremendous amount of maturation like I'm I'm just making 30 my birthday next week and yeah. the process that you have went through already as a man um, at this young age and you embarking on a whole new thing, man, I just I just have to commend you, man, and say applause to you, man, because that's, that's big time what you went through. Um, but I, I, I want to shift gears a little bit. Right. Because, you know, right. we talked about that side and then yeah. I want to talk about the other side, too, that when, when you step on the field and I yeah. want to know, man, where does that bravado come from? That, that just ultimate confidence yeah. in bravado. Like because I, I love that's, it. Right. That is needed in football. That's Mo City, a kid who. <laughs> who was always ambitious, always energetic, always had dreams and then desires to play this game, man. And uh, when I get on that field, like, I, <laughs> I my language, but I don't give a shit who you are, how tall you are, how fast you run, how strong you are. You don't have more heart than me, not even a little right. bit. And so, like, that's what holds me up. That's what where the confidence and the, and the energy and the juice come from. But on top of that, but I love everything about the game, the adrenaline rush, uh, knocking somebody on their on back, and then telling them to get their ass up. Like, I love Eric Parker. <laughs> and now it's all love. Cause like I said, I'm a godly man first, and I want everybody to be a better man and stuff like that. But when we on that field, man, this I got a criteria to my job. I got a way I got to play. I got a moxie that I got to have. This is who I am. You know what I'm saying? And so I can't frame away from that for nobody, you know? And that and I, I can't control it up there. The only thing I could do is, like, try to keep my mouth closed about penalties and stuff like that. But, man, I'm going to talk my talk. I'm going to walk my walk, and I'm going to enjoy everything I do. You know, and uh, that's just pretty much me living in the moment. Yeah, now this this is really cool for me, bro. Just to get this conversation with you, um, because I don't know if you know. So, I was um I was part of LSU football staff for the past five years. So I'm very familiar with you. Like I know exactly who you are. I know wake them up nine on the field. I know when we had our meetings. You know, just some of the things that we said about you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what we got to do. And he's the emotional leader. But man, yeah. just to getting to know you on a personal level, that's that's cool, man. Because you like I'm I'm rooting for you, dog. Like you you seem like a top notch guy, top notch person. So I just wanted to get that out of the way and just say salute. But I know Damien got a couple questions for you. So I'm gonna kick it to him too, man. Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure, man. I mean, like I said, being in Mobile, man, we saw, like, I remember, I think it was day two, pouring rain. Like, no, literally nobody really wanted to be out there, to be honest. Like, we're all sitting out there getting drenched. Now, I remember sitting up in the top of the stands, and I'm watching y'all go through stretch drills. And the first person in line is you. And I was, I, I heard, I heard, first, I heard you first. Before I even knew it was you, like I heard your voice. I heard. I was like, "That's Leon." I said, "I know for a fact that's Leon." And I spotted you, and I was like, "That the level, that the level of hype that you like reached just during stretching." 
Like yeah. I saw uh, other guys feeding off because at the end of the day, again, it's pouring I, rain. Like, yeah, football is an all-weather sport, but there's sometimes you're like, bro, I don't feel like dealing with this. Like, I don't want to deal with this rain, not be able to catch the ball, get my my footing. You had guys wait, literally waking up. Like, so it was a lot of fun to see that. What was yeah. your your week in, in Mobile and this draft process? What's it been like for you? Man, first off, first thing first, thank God uh, for the opportunity to be in the senior bowl. Uh, that was a blessing. You know, you watched that growing up, and I appreciate Jim uh, and uh, everybody, you know, in the cast out there. So, appreciate that. And, uh, man, so anyway, yeah, back to it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. When I was there uh, at the senior bowl, the whole process has been amazing. But the senior bowl really, like, was set the tone. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, you don't, you don't know what to expect. You're like, ah, oh, man, you got these dogs. Like, we, I'm a dog. I want to see all the other dogs they brag about, and they're going to be there. Right, man. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but what is, I'm a grown-ass man with this, man. I'm 23 years old. But I, I got a lot of energy. I know myself. I, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of guys still trying to find themselves just a little bit. And uh, they comfortable in their skin, but not to the point where they willing to do the things that I, you know, like, just, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know my role. That's just, I just know my role, man. I know yeah. when I go out there, we went to go, like I said, it was raining out there. I like, me and Cam Taylor Britt, we kind of got the, kind of got the same energy, just a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we, yep. we yep. met him uh, during the combine. Y'all yes. do, y'all definitely have the same energy. <laughs> we like best friends. And it's funny, because I remember we got the playbook and then we had interviews and we went back to the room at like 12, man, 12, 12, 30. We like, they were tired, man. But you know, you know, we 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 professionals too. So we like, hey, you know, we ain't going to sleep like two, right? Like we got this playbook. So we went, we went through yeah. the whole. That's what built the confidence up top. So like, that's what allows me to assert myself with the vocal leadership. You see what I'm saying? If you ever see me quiet, it's because I obviously got stuff I'm focusing on and want to make sure I'm right on before I do right. all that. I can't just be going out there screaming. <laughs> But what it does for everybody else is it makes everybody else comfortable. Cause you play in a, you play on the field with eleven, you see what I'm saying? So like if that guy see you jumping around, acting crazy, enjoying the moment, he gonna be like, "All right, cool, this shit ain't nothing. Let's go." You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a perspective, man. It's such a perspective about being positive, um, being energetic. You know what I'm saying? And being there for your brothers. The moment I put some pads on and had some cleats on with those other guys, y'all was officially my guys. Period. I don't care for how long it is. Okay, just a week, whatever. Y'all say we we all here for a fucking week. We got family. Period. That's 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 the rules to this, oh. man. Like I realized that I love when you know, winning like Aggie Heart Award and stuff like that, man. My energy can can literally change lives. I already know that. You know what I'm saying? And I think we all got that in us, but we got to find out what our role is and how we gonna be able to do that. I know myself, and I found it. And so I think it was really cool for me to exercise it at the Senior Bowl and watch all them guys, like, come follow me on Instagram, give me, uh, you know, the players vote for safety of the week, like, stuff yeah. like that. We love every time we do stuff. Like, yo, it was it was crazy to see everybody bond with me like that and uh, how how much uh, energy and, and, and infectiousness, uh, you know, you could get from the teammates and how we could have for each other. That's just crazy, honestly. Yeah, nah, that's what's up, man. I, and I know you mentioned something and you talked about having a role, right? Like, what's your role? In the NFL, both on the field and off the field, what, what do you foresee your role being? Obviously, it's you know it's something new, it's something you're getting into. But yeah. man, just you know, where do you see yourself? Just as far as the maturation you went to through mm -hmm. in college, and then translating that to the NFL, what what do you foresee your role being? Like I said, on and off the field in the NFL. And I think my role, honest to God, does not change. Uh, you know, I think uh, I established myself as obviously um, uh, uh, ambitious safety. 
uh, very enthusiastic with a lot of energy. But uh, first thing first, man, I realized what made me a better player was me being a better teammate. You know what I mean? Me being a better man every single day. You know, sticking to the guidelines, sticking to the code, uh, working really, really hard. I work hard, but I start working hard with more purpose behind my work. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just by myself. I'm trying to pull my guys to come work with me. Or I'm trying to figure out what work you're doing so I can get better at. Like, I'm implementing certain things in my game. You see what I'm saying? This world is a library, and I start using it more and more, and the more results I start getting. So, I mean, I think uh, the peak for me is uh, is, is scary where I, where I can go with this shit, man. So, um, far as me being a great teammate, that's the first thing first, though, man. First thing first, being a great teammate, being the, uh, be a better man every single day, that's first thing first, giving everything to God. And um, everything else kind of takes care of itself, you know, as it goes. You know what I mean? I think uh, I showed a lot of range this year at safety, uh, made a lot of plays yeah. in that. I think that was something that they was looking for uh, in me. You know, they was talking about box safety. Now they're talking about free safety just a, a lot now. You know what I mean? So, and obviously yeah. I could be both. So in the senior bowl, I could come down with the linebackers and, and get to the ball faster than they ask to get to the ball. So all, <laughs> all, all that stuff, all that stuff. I do it all, man. I don't fear contact. I don't shy away from the moment. Uh, you see it in the Alabama game when we played the number one team in the country at the time. We just lost two games, and my team needed an emotional leader at that time to, you know, to step up. And uh, I thought I did a great job with that. And it wasn't a gimmick. It was a literally authentic. Um, I just am who I am. You know what I mean? How, so let's let's get into that game. Because, I, you know, obviously I told you I was part of that 2019 <clears throat> LSU championship run. And, yeah. you know, we went to Bama and beat Bama. And that was like a, you know, a big moment for our team, right? And, yeah. you know, having y'all, like you said, y'all y'all had two losses previous to that. Y'all had a backup quarterback. Not many people was expecting it, you know, uh, unlike my guy, Damien. He said he picked y'all. But how yeah. was that? Like, I had approaching the game and I then – the tweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> just approaching the game and then after the game, like, what was what was the feeling of, you know what, we finally did it. Like, we came to the SEC, we knocked off Bama. You know, it had been a couple years. How was What was that feeling like? Uh, it definitely was a monkey off your back. It's like a monkey off our back, you know what I mean? But I think uh, I think my favorite thing was when Michael Clemens, he said it to the team, and I also spoke to the team too, but Michael said it well. He said, uh, I don't give a shit if you mess up, but if your ass don't mess up at like at, at 120, <laughs> then you see that? Like, if you don't mess up with your heart on the line, then you shouldn't be on the field with anybody else on this field. Because we didn't lost to Bama for, listen, I've been in college for four years. My first three years of college, Bama has always been the worst. And then my junior year, I got it the worst way. I got snubbed out the playoffs. We went 9-1. and one, And the only game we lost was Alabama. Oh, yeah. So I get the yeah. fact that we lost to Mississippi State. I get the fact that we lost to Arkansas. And I also get the fact that I lost my, my uh, starting quarterback and we end up putting uh, a guy like Zach Calzada in there. Does mm-hmm. not matter. The, the, the circumstances didn't matter to us. We just said, hey, we're going to play fast. We're going to play hard. And we're going to bust these boys in the mouth. We got all the five stars. They got all the five stars. This, this SEC at the highest, the high, highest uh, pedestal. You know what I mean? And so uh, let offense do what they do, but we're going to set the damn tone on defense. We gave up what? I think first half was just 10 points. Just yeah. first half. And I think the other half, they got they got, they got going with J-Mo just a bit. But, man, we, we made sure we put that away. You know what I'm saying? The offense did a great job of getting in the end zone because if, if they score, we win. You know what I mean? If we play good defense and they don't score, we do win too. But uh, seeing yeah. Zeb Kozada play the way he played, seeing Anaya Smith play the way he played, Jalen Watermeyer, you can tell everybody understood the moment. And uh, I had enough of getting uh, getting uh, beat by Bama. That is really what it was, man. We had to, we had to do what we had to do. Yeah, nah, for sure. I, I watched, you know, all of all of you guys: Kenyon Green, Michael Clemens, uh, Jane Peavy, uh, Aaron yeah. Hansford. You know, just the, the Monty Richardson. I watched I'm, everybody. Oh, let and, me ask another question. Let me ask another question. 
What oh, here we go. The road has script on me. What other states do you know play the game like that against Bama? I just want to know. I had 10 tackles. I had I had a PBU. I, was, I had I had almost damn near pick six on the back of the end zone. I draw I, I <laughs> come on. I just want to know. I got a sack on on, on the what Heisman winner? Yeah, winner. Yeah, I, so I'm just saying, like they talking, they you know, when this first thing you start all uh, you know, jumping off and stuff, we going to the senior bowl and stuff. I was like, my name not getting said a lot. I knew it was gonna end up being that while my name started getting said, but I was like, yeah. must think I'm a chump or something. I'm in the best conference in America. <laughs> <laughs> Finished the game versus Alabama, and I just got Player of the Week. If you if they don't say enough about a player after losing two games, being emotional leader for your team, come on, man. So it's self-explanatory what kind of guy I am, man. You know what I'm saying? I love it. You, I love oh, it. Come on, man. So I mean, like I, I get it, man. A lot of this, uh, and like my thing, I'm not I'm not blind to the disrespect. I'm not blind to it. But uh, I think when you know you talk about a And M and stuff like that, I get it, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of hate with that that come with that. You know what I mean? A team that went from the Big Twelve to the SEC. They can't get past Bama. They ain't one that the whole nine. But man, the perseverance we showed out there as young men, you know what I mean? To go in that game with our with our backs against the wall and go out there and literally step on on, on toes. I, I think it's not it's not enough respect being being thrown around with our names. And so first thing first with uh my guys, they need more respect for me for sure. I need more respect. I ain't these safeties ain't safety messing with me. Like I said, man, hey. I, I look at come on, man, they kids to me. So I, I, I just I play that game with them and stuff and show love. But I honestly, at the end of the day, I, I pick myself. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like I needed to get that out the out the way because I'm like, ain't no, you can go through the resume. How many safeties y'all seen just do their thing? <laughs> I'm just go ahead and go through the resume in SEC West. Just go ahead and go through right. it, comb through it. I handle business, man. So I just feel like I need a little bit more respect than that, man. Sure, for sure. I, 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 I just got a question for you, man. Uh, Playing with Jimbo. Ah, there we go. What, what, what's Jimbo like, man? You know, because he's doing a great job. What he's doing for that program, like, legit, is yeah. just one of the best coaching and recruiting jobs, in my opinion, yeah. in college football. What's it like playing for Jimbo Fish? There's a reason why these kids come in here, you know, to AM and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's uh, something I seen when I was young, uh, younger. I had, like I said, I didn't tell Nick Saban no. Like, I'm going to go to a and and beat you. I didn't told Nick uh, Dabo Sweeney no. And that was the hardest no because I was actually about to commit to Clemson. Um, so, like I said, he's doing a tremendous job at recruiting, but it's not like he telling you lies. It's not like he's giving you nothing. This man genuinely cares about you growing as a man. Um, he's going to push you to different limits. He don't, he, don't, he don't show favoritism. He don't give a damn who you are, how fast you run. He only care about you being a better man every day and being a professional every day. He teach you how to be a professional, man. And I think you see a lot of success uh, coming out, you know, out of, you know, Florida State with some of his guys, obviously. You know I mean? Tearing it up in the league right now. So, man, he uh, he's a phenomenal coach, phenomenal leader for us. He uh, pushes us every single day. And on top of that, he's a great, uh, great, uh, what's the name, uh, uh, the friend to us all the time. You know what I mean? Like outside, outside of the uh, football stuff, man, he always asking us, and joking with us and and, and and just being there for it. And I love that, man. Honest to God, man. So that's why I really, like, me staying at AM, uh, when I thought I was going to hit the portal and leave and stuff like that, man, it was really huge that uh, I came back and, uh, you know, took ownership for all my problems and stuff like that. And, man, this man helped me grow, and I look where I'm at, man. So uh, big uh, big ups to him, man. I, I can't wait to see what they do with all those talent, all that talent at uh, AM. We ain't never had that much talent at AM, so. Ties are changing, man. The ties are changing, but yeah. – 
Brother, we appreciate you so much for coming on here, man. You know oh, what I'm saying? Man. We can, we feel the energy through the screen, through the microphone, oh, through it all, bro. <laughs> so we appreciate you so much for joining us, man. That's, you. you know, like I said, guys, you already know what time it is. It's your boys, Damian Parson, Keith Sanchez. We got Leon O'Neal. As always, follow us on Twitter. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Talent Factor Podcast. Keith, what's the slogan, baby? Man, you already know, baby. Talent is always the factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.